You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Finally back, Taylor. We did it. We we're back. We survived. My question is: Before getting too controversial, Mike, did you survive the holidays without getting COVID? So I I did not get COVID, but I did get sick. Um, I <laughs> missed. So my so my Christmas day was spent in bed. Um, you might as well have had COVID. So I might as well have had COVID, but I didn't have COVID. Like it wasn't COVID. And by boxing day, like boxing day, I felt a little bit better. And I, I kind of like recovered pretty quickly. I wasn't a hundred percent. Like it took me another day or two to really get to a hundred percent, but it was pretty short. Like, I think I just got like a cold at the wrong time. I was pretty stuffed up. So yeah, my Christmas day was spent in bed. Um, but, uh, but I did not get COVID and I felt fine other than about that. I would say about a three day stretch where I wasn't feeling great and the rest I was feeling fine. So your first win of 2022. Well, my first big win of 2022 um, would yes, be definitely be, be COVID, but also the, the fact that we're back on the air. Yes. Um, also good. Me. Also great. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> so many things happen at once. And they always, you know, they always say bad things happen in threes. It was just always like we had tech difficulties before the break. And then we had a couple things come up and then there were some technical difficulties at the station. And then we didn't sure what's going on. So we're like, okay, show on hiatus for a bit. We'll figure all this out. No problem. We'll be back. Uh, we just didn't know when that was going to be. And uh, here we are. We made it. I had, so this is I a had, win for me. I had two people text me being like, what's happening with the show? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had a couple. We had a couple. I think the the message we sent out on social media helped because people were like, wait, are you getting canceled? But we said we weren't. <laughs> it wasn't exactly. being canceled. We just had, it was just coming back from a break. We had a bunch of things to sort out. We had to work it all out. It's all fine. All tech issues are solved. Um, we're, you know, we care. We're sitting here. We're doing the show. Our microphones are both in strange locations, but we've done it. <laughs> we're, we're doing it LRI water we made it we're, we made it and we're back and long overdue uh, a long overdue happy new year show because we're into January um, and you know just as it happens where we come back the movie theaters closed down in Ontario so <laughs> what what timing that was the third bad thing was the movie theaters we can't go see a movie anymore yeah, we're pretty much, uh, it's like deja vu, Groundhog Day. I think we just talked about Groundhog Day in one of our last episodes. Someone asked mm-hmm. us if you had to pick a movie to, to describe the pandemic. Truly, we are right back where we started. We're in lockdown. We can't go to a movie theater if we, we even if we wanted to go to a movie theater. So it's a lot of Netflix and Amazon for this girl. <laughs> and I assume for you too, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I well, you have about you, you have the luxury of Disney Plus, so at least you yes. add that to the rotation. Yeah, like with Disney Plus, Amazon, Crave, and Netflix, I shouldn't ever have a problem. Like it shouldn't be a problem where I'm like, oh, I don't know what to watch. But you know how you you just 
I think I'm in a state of shock. Like I told you before, Taylor, like I'm, I'm busy right now anyway, but I'm still like movie wise, I'm in such a state of shock that we're all closed up again that I don't even know what I want to be talking about and reviewing over the next little while. Now we're lucky we've got some special guests coming up. We got some cool events in Kingston. Like there's lots to talk about, but still in the, it, we're almost going to be doing these filler episodes again as we, as we try to figure out what the heck is going on. What do we do? Mike, I watched the weirdest movies over the break. <laughs> uh, yeah, from the list, <laughs> from the list you sent me, it, it looks like pretty weird. Like I at least watched Spider Man, so we got like one of that to talk about. But yeah, you watched some really interesting movies. Like, like I have a question about the one. So you're going to talk about, um, I think, a Castle for Christmas yeah. this year. <laughs> what is that? I've never heard it. Like, is that a Netflix? It was definitely like movies, theaters. Like, what was it? Definitely a Netflix movie. So. I'm sure most of our listeners know Hallmark Christmas movies are like a cottage industry. Like they employ very many people and very many people enjoy these movies. So they're kind of like, they're definitely made for TV movies. They're pretty corny, but you know, kind of fluff like Christmas fluff, but they're so popular that other people other than Hallmark are now making the same type of movie. So Netflix now makes kind of their own quote unquote Hallmark movies. So this is one of them. And Mike, the one you watched last year would fall into the, that genre. The one about a California Christmas, I think it was called. Oh, really? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, of course I remember yeah. that. <laughs> so it's kind of that same genre, like these like really oh. corny made for TV, but like they're corny on purpose. So um, when I was home the weekend before Christmas, I went home to Hamilton to visit my dad and um, my dad likes watching these Hallmark movies. <laughs> and um I said, okay, dad, like all weekend, that's the only thing we're going to watch. So like all weekend, we watched these horrible, um, horrible Hallmark movies. And then New Year's Eve, I just, I don't know if I was missing my dad or what. I thought, okay, let's watch another one. But I don't have cable. So we had to, we watched it on Netflix. Long story short. (laughs) I'm just, I've heard of Hallmark movies. Like obviously I exist. I just didn't realize, I thought they were just like, just like low budget bad things i didn't realize like it was an actual genre of like yeah it's kind of corny on purpose it's fun it's lighthearted. like that's the point i, I thought they were just become, like bad it's become like a genre like i think oh. you're right like like when you think of like lifetime movies mm-hmm. like lifetime movies aren't like good movies they're like low budget but there's like certain people who i guess it's kind of like the appeal of like soap operas you know like soap sure. operas yes. are low budget um but the stories are kind of predictable you know what i mean it's like comfort it's like junk food right yeah like, and but but like there's something because with those it's usually like oh the characters are yeah. something and you begin to like them and then you follow their story yeah i would say they're just nice you know what i mean they're nice and that's okay sometimes especially um this far into the pandemic lockdown what is this 7.0 whatever this lockdown is you just like you just need the junk food of movies. <laughs> I think that's understandable. I think it's very understandable. And I, I do think it's interesting to note, and I know we've brought this up before, and I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but I do find that this is very interesting. 
like our podcast has now, I do believe, known more time in this pandemic than ever. I think so. Like I'm pretty sure we're there or we're close to it. I mean, we'd have to like look at the actual episode numbers and one of our fans will probably do it for us now that we know. Oh, yeah. This. But th- this is why we love our fans. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> They'll figure all this out. But to me, it just seems like we've been doing this in the pandemic more than than not. So the like wanting just a nice film for like a, a tradi- like I guess you could like a popcorn movie yeah. as they call Very it. Very low expectations, it. you know. Yeah, you can kind of zone out while you're watching it. Well, and it's kind of like remember that movie that the chef movie that we watched because of movies from a hat, and he was describing Burger King. And how he was like, he was actually like, like a high priced chef, but it's like saying all these nice things about Burger King is because it's like, you know what you're going to get and it's always going to be what you're going to get. And you're not disappointed because you know exactly, exactly what to expect. And if that's those types that's of a, movies. That is the allure. That is exactly the allure of Hallmark movies and like yeah. Lifetime and these Netflix B movies. Yeah. They're not going to be horrible. They're going to be what you expect. Yeah. That middle ground thing. Yeah. Well, still California Christmas sucked. But okay, I understand. Fair enough. They're not all. I will say they're not all good. Yeah, <laughs> they are not. Hey, all y'all. Equal. Sometimes you get that. Sometimes you get that McDonald's fries and they're cold. Yeah, they're soggy. <laughs> it does happen. Uh, probably shouldn't have specifically uh, mentioned the specific product or group. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think uh, I think that that this will make for an interesting episode because it's it's such a cross between yeah of movies here (laughs) we're each going to talk about a couple um yeah i've got two to talk about because i think you saw another one didn't you watch red notice i did another weird one so i would say kind of like the the quote-unquote new movies i watched were red notice Mm -hmm. uh a castle for christmas and i i really did want to watch don't look up so i also watched don't look up which i know you're reviewing as well yeah well it's good i'm glad we can both talk about that yeah and then Um, i saw like i Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, then I saw like a, like a bunch of other random movies. Like I watched Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, we watched The Wedding Singer on New Year's Eve. Um, we did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Of course. <laughs> so of course, a holiday like, classic. Yeah, but other things we watched. But um, yeah, I would say like the three new movies are the ones that I'm going to talk about today. Well, I, I also tried to watch Red Notice. I got about half an hour to 45 minutes into it. Yeah, so it I can tell, alert, I can talk guys. about, th- I can talk alert. about 30 it, minutes of it. It's not good. <laughs> no, I, could, I just, I wasn't, it's not like I wasn't like somewhat enjoying myself. I just, sometimes I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for this. Like there's a couple, there's a couple TV shows, especially that a couple friends of mine have been like, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. I'm watching this. Like, you got to tell me what you think of it. And I'll watch the pilot episode. And I'm thinking of one recently, Wheel of Time. Have you heard of Wheel of Time? Uh, Yeah, it's on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Yeah. So a friend of mine, really super into it. And she's like, it's like her favorite book series ever. She's like a big reader, loves this book series, big Lord of the Rings fan. So I'm like, okay, good recommendation. I love the pilot episode. I was like, oh, this series is awesome. I tried to watch episode two and I'm still not done it. Because I just haven't been in the mood for it. You know how sometimes you're yeah, just like, I'm not enough. in the mood for this new thing. Like, yeah. I, I want to go rewatch How I Met Your Mother for the hundredth time. You want to go watch, watch Fuller House. Thing. Fuller House, exactly. Oh, P.S. Yes. R.I.P. Bob Saget. I know, Bob Saget. How shocking. I, I, 
didn't even believe it when I read it. I thought, is this, this can't be real. Yeah, I thought it was a misprint. I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those things where like three hours later, it's like a prank or like, you know what I mean? Like it's wrong. Well, he was misidentified and it wasn't Bob Saget. Yeah, I can't believe it. And And as I was reading, like, no, like, like, unless you have an update, no foul play, like no drugs. Yeah, no drugs. It sounds like very sudden. And you know what's, you know what's so sad? Um, the I don't know if this is like accurate. This is just what I'm getting from Twitter. But it sounds like the police broke the news, and then like 15 minutes later, TMZ reported it. So like mm. his family might have found out from like TMZ. Yes, I read that too. Isn't that, that they, so sad? They broke it like within about 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. And like that's that's the thing. Like you're such even even when this type of thing happens celebrities that are under the microscope so quickly that like yeah your, your family could find out family and friends could all find out from tmz or like another of those types of reporting networks whereas the police had only like reported it 15 minutes ago like it's Brutal. yeah it's wild i know and yeah and then um betty white also passed away yes and sydney yeah. poitier I know. I can't say his last name, but um, all what a year, what a way of like a couple days. And this is the thing. Like, I'm I'm one of those people who like every year this happens. I mean, the the older you get, the more recognizable stars are going to pass away because when you're younger, it doesn't mean the same thing to you. So I think it's just a mark of us getting older, Taylor. All the people that we know are starting to pass away. Yeah. Right. Like you, people. So will we. But yes, RIP to to all of them, all all three very very talented individuals. I mean, certainly, I think for Betty White, she almost made it to a hundred. Yeah, I think good for you know, her. she lived a long, fantastic life. Um, I just you know, I think of the three, the Bob Saget one surprised me the most. Just like, I, he wasn't that old. Sixty five is not very shocking. Not that old. He seemed to be in okay health. He had just done Fuller House again. Um, he was the the narrator voice on How I Met Your Mother. He uh, did Full House, of course. He was a stand up comedian. Was he was touring. That's well. what's so that's what's so shocking. He was on his comedy tour. He had like tweeted so like, still... "Great show, can't wait for tomorrow's show." Show and then, yeah, he passed away. So didn't Sydney Portier wasn't he already retired like he was also oh much older he was like he acted in like the 1960s yeah that's why i thought like so again when that happens it's like you know it's sad but to me it's more but let's celebrate their lives and this and you know and and that's a time where it's like let's celebrate the the lives that they get And, and both both him and betty white gave you know a lot performed a lot gave a gave a lot to to i think society into the movie world and we'll always kind of remember them um and then yeah I, I think when someone's younger and it's unexpected i think to me it always hits a little bit harder it's all i think it's always sad no matter what but when someone's older i've always looked at it as like you know you don't want someone to suffer and if it's their time it's their time um, oh, gosh. and we'll always have all of their shows and movies to kind of remember them by. what did we want betty white to live another 99 years <laughs> No, no, of course not. I mean, some people maybe, but like, no, you, 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 you know, I think we all understand. That she was cracking jokes about Ryan Reynolds, like up until a couple days before she passed. Oh, she was always in great health though. Like she, <laughs> she was acting like in regularly, not what, four, three, four years ago. Like she had yeah. another sitcom and she's in a couple of movies. So yeah, I mean, Hey, power to her. Um, she did well. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so there you go. That's our that's our unfortunate news. So all within like I I think like within forty eight, you know, seventy two hours, we got all this news about this happening. Like it was yeah, it was a wild wild week and a bit. So it was um, really back to back. Yeah. We, we do have some, we're going to transition into some fan questions um, to light, lighten things up as we get ready to talk about some of the weirdest movies um, that we've all seen over the break. So we have a, we, this happens every so often, we get kind of thematic questions here. So we have three questions and they're all kind of the same. So I'll quickly kind of read them out and then Taylor, you and I can, can address them. So Josh, the Inquisitor says, welcome to 2022. What are your most anticipated movies of the year? Okay, Josh the Inquisitor. And then Lily wrote in and said, Hi, Screening in Kingston. I'm really excited for you to kick off 2022. Would love to hear what movies you're looking forward to throughout this year. Uh, and then one more from Akil that also says, I think we got a sense of what Mike was looking forward to in 2022. But Taylor, having given it more thought, do you have any anticipated movies? for 2022 so akil lily and josh all asking the same question and now we will answer it taylor what are you looking forward to seeing this year when you're allowed to go back i to still haven't i still don't have strong feelings so i am my most anticipated is rob pattinson pattinson's uh batman the batman mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. kind of goes without saying I still haven't seen the prequel to um, The Kingsman, which came out around Christmas time. Yeah. So I don't know. You can't really consider that 2022, but. But you'll see it. I haven't seen it. Yes. (laughs) Just and I haven't seen um, Belfast yet. It's $24 on YouTube. And I didn't know. If I wanted 24. Yeah. To rent it on YouTube right now. So usually it's um, six. (laughs) <laughs> when it's a brand new release like i i pretty sure i paid 25 dollars for for minari which was also on i watched on youtube mm, so okay. um that seems standard for new releases but i am i'm like as much as i want to watch belfast um and it's gonna be i assume like oscar buzz um yeah it's coming to classic video and i'm gonna probably wait till february to rent it from there so again that's uh that's because i don't think it's going to be 24 dollars. and if it is 24 i'll get like two other rentals in there so, so <laughs> trying to be a little bit you know watch my uh my pennies <laughs> during 2020 so really can't wait to see belfast can't wait to see the new batman movie want to see the kingsman movie you're gonna make fun of me for this but um dan and i have been waiting for the new minions movie I'm not going to make fun of you for that. The Minions are cool. (laughs) I love the Minion movies um, and uh, the Despicable Me movies. So the, I think it's the second Minions movie. Um, It's been postponed. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm just Yeah, because they only had the one solo one, right? Yeah, but they've had, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've Um, liked all the Minions, like everything I've seen from the Minions I've liked. Great. Yeah. Other than that, like, I really don't know what's coming out. Like, Mike, tell me what I'm like looking at a list. I haven't heard of any of these movies. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, I think like the top of my list, like that you mentioned, has to be Batman um, because I don't 
Like, I don't personally know how this is going to go over with people. I'm pretty confident in Robert Pattinson's abilities, but I'm like, what is this going to be? Like, this is like another time of like completely redoing this, uh, this franchise. And like, what's that going to mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm, I'm <laughs> here. Here's one that, that you might see Taylor just because of Mads Mikkelsen, the fantastic beasts, like third movie, the, the oh, li- yeah. lives or life of Dumbledore or whatever, the secrets of Dumbledore. Um, they, that movie, like the Fantastic Beast series has completely lost me. Like after Harry Potter, the like worst director of Harry Potter was the one who stayed on to the Fantastic Beast ones. And I, I thought the first one was like pretty good. And the second one was just trash. And now because they've replaced Johnny Depp with Mads Mikkelsen and I saw a trailer for it and I went off, darn, I'm going to go see this. Because <laughs> so. he's so great. You know, I just saw a trailer on Amazon, and he's in a new Amazon movie with the kid from Spider-Man. Do you know what movie this is? They're like, they're like, she's like the only girl that exists. And they're like, you're the only woman. Everyone's coming after you. Mads Mikkelsen is involved. The kid from, you know, what's the kid's name? Tom... Hillston. Yeah. No. No. Uh, Holland. Holland. Tom Holland's in it. <laughs> That's too many Toms in the MCU. But, um, Tom Holland, yes. It's not a movie that I typically would be interested in, but then I heard Mads' voice before I saw mm. him, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I was okay, watching Gotham. I can't name, I, like, I can't name the movie, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, cause about. Yeah, because remember how, <laughs> we talk about this a lot, how on streaming we never know what's come, like they don't do a very good job of self-promotion amazon actually does so yes. i've been um re-watching buffy and at the start of each episode there's a 30 second commercial for an amazon product right. like a like a tv show or movie and so anyways the last today at lunch i started a buffy episode and that was the trailer and i forget the name of it and it's not like a Taylor movie at all, but uh, you know, Mads, just like you're, you're gonna follow his siren call to watch the horrible new Harry Potter movie or whatever. And I hate <laughs> myself for it because I, I pride myself on not being one of those people. Like I don't consume something unless I want to, and you can't convince me through marketing. And I'm my own person, and I'm independent, and I can take a lot of pride in that. Except but, apparently when it comes to Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, where I'm just like, ah, I guess I'm clearly going to watch this. Like, why even pretend I'm not going to? I'm clearly going to watch it. Hey, hey Mike, <laughs> so. I just I just found one that's coming out in April. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is an upcoming American action comedy. Oh, yeah. It stars Nicolas Cage as a fictionalized version of himself. Of himself. I heard about this movie. Yes, I the <laughs> That we'll for sure be reviewing that. So I'm going to read the synopsis for our fans and hopefully this titillates them. Except for that one girl, that one woman who wrote in telling us to stop talking about Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage begrudgingly accepts a a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a billionaire superfan. When things take a wild turn, Nick is forced to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to extradite his wife and daughter from the fan who is a notorious drug lord. That sounds fun. I'll watch that. I'm I'm sold. Yeah, that sounds great. Especially if Nicolas Cage is going to kind of make fun of himself a little bit. Um, I think that's like a really cool, cool approach. So I'm in, I'm down. Okay. Um, 
I have a couple more here that I think you might be interested in, Taylor. Oh, like, I chose this it. list being like, okay, maybe Taylor would be into this. Death on me. the Nile, which we've talked about. Death on the Nile. I am. Ex- I do want to see that, and I'm interested to see how they're going to edit around Army Hammer because they couldn't yeah, me eliminate him yeah. because I'm not going to give anything away. But they couldn't eliminate him or recast it or reshoot it, so they're quote-unquote editing around him, whatever that means. He's still in the credits. <laughs> that might be contractual, though. Like that, they might not be able to get out of that. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Yes, that'll be out. fun. I really liked the first one. Yes, I remember you mentioning. Um, it was the Knives last... Out two. Yes, that's also excited one. to see that one. Um, that's another one that I'm. I'm pretty. I don't know anything about this, but um, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm always kind of interested in these kind of like obscure small movies i don't know if you've heard of the man from toronto i just saw a poster of it yeah woody Um, harrelson yeah what's that about um it's apparently it's set in like new york city and it has something to do with like a man from toronto and a guy from toronto getting like caught up in like an airbnb thing and there's some sort of like issue like there's like a mistaken identity thing. Like, I don't know. There was not much that I saw about it, but I, the cast, Woody Harrelson, Kevin Hart, um, bunch of other people. Like it, it looks. Jason Statham. Uh, Jason Statham, Steve, uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That's uh, a good cast. That's a good, I like that genre of action comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so why I watched Red Notice. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a good genre when done right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of other ones. Like, there's tons of other ones I'm missing, but those are just a few that I thought, oh, that might be might yeah. be of interest, and maybe you'll hear us talk about it. But you um, know, on the show, aside from like the Minions movie, the Batman movie, and like there's things that I'm like, oh yeah, that's interesting. I'm looking for like I'd like to watch that. There's nothing I'm dying to see. There's nothing that, like, oh my gosh, I have to see that in 2020. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, to me, that's why Batman's kind of at the top of it. Yeah, like, there's some Marvel movies coming out that I could mention, but I'm like, I'm okay. Like, when it, when they come out, I'll see them. Like, nothing. I haven't really seen trailers or gotten, like, too pumped at that about it yet just because like i don't know i just assume with all the pushbacks before you just don't know where the world's gonna go so i don't want to get too too excited yet i'll be surprised if we see batman in march i think march was the march is what they had said yeah yeah i'll be surprised because we're practically let's face it we're already nearly midway through january like no i don't know we'll see (laughs) we'll see like i'm yeah we we might not see it it probably is going to come out anyway because I guess COVID doesn't exist in the states anymore. No. Nope. Um. So we're just gonna we're gonna pay the twenty five dollars to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, yeah, that's what we have to do. Um. But yeah, there you go. That kind of uh, goes over some of our anticipated movies. But I'm sure you'll hear more from us over the coming weeks, like as things start to come out and as we kind of start to to hopefully get back to movie theaters in a month or so we'll we'll see trailers again and start talking about anticipated movies but we'll see what we get there um all right we've got some movies to review we're gonna kind of go through anything that we saw that was kind of newish over over the holidays over these kind of couple weeks that we've been gone um you've already heard kind of a preview of what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a, a castle for christmas uh don't look up red notice spider-man no way home 
and maybe other things if we have time we'll mention other things um but yeah where do we want to so shall we start with the castle for christmas because we've already kind of gotten not? into the hallmark movie talk so but tell me tell me about this movie that i never heard of okay so it stars oh my gosh let me just real quick pull up the cast list <laughs> we're out of because, sync like, we don't have our rhythm back because we haven't done the show for several weeks yeah i wasn't i wasn't necessarily <laughs> anticipating you throwing it right to me um okay so it starts <laughs> start with one of your movies it, <laughs> it started with it starred brooke shields and carrie i don't know how to pronounce his last name Elwin, oh, Ellis? elves or what? Elves? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know um, how to pronounce the last name either. From the Princess Bride and like the Saw movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, well, I think he's only been in one Saw movie. Well, you know, people know when I say <laughs> the, the British Saw guy movies. from Saw movies. Yeah. From um, Saw movies, yes, that's that's him. So like, relatively like uh, household names, like people know or at the very least can like recognize their faces. So yeah. Brooke Shields and Carrie and. Drew Barrymore has a cameo appearance playing herself. So it's like classic Hallmark movie setup. Um, Brooke Shields plays a author, but she's disgraced. So she goes to Scotland to kind of like find herself. And then she falls in love with the castle. But Carrie plays the the Duke who owns the castle and you know shen- romantic shenanigans ensue right that's what it sounds like is gonna happen romantic shenanigans yes yes so it is like is it corny yes is it predictable yes is it well acted not necessarily oh really but, even i thought the acting was about to save it i thought it was like oh but the actors were really good they're like fine like this is like again this is like it's as good as like what you would expect from a b movie you know what right. i mean like these people are not going to win oscars for their performances but you can tell they're having fun mm-hmm. you know that's like the thing about these movies so that being said, I really enjoyed myself watching it. I went in with like absolutely no expectations. It was the second movie of my New Year's Eve. You know, you have to stay up till midnight. So you have time for two movies. <laughs> so um, I was just like browsing on Netflix and it, it like popped up in my recommended or whatever. And I thought, why not? And um, it's goofy. It's lighthearted. Um, so on Instagram, I had said like, oh, um, it's a stream it. It is a stream it. But this is definitely not going to be a movie. Like some people are going to watch this movie and say 100% it's a skip it. You know what I mean? Like this is one of those movies where it's very right. subjective. You either like that genre of movies. You know, here's another way to ex- explain it. Mike, you kind of you use the analogy of like the... the um, like the, fast food the, the fast food burger, right? Another yeah. one is, it's kind of like romance novels, but they've made the romance novel into a movie. So these are like mass paperback romance novels. Women, um, and I'm sure some men, but mostly our women listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. These are like the paperbacks you can get for like $10. They're, um, they're not like amazing literature, but they take you along for a ride and it's just nice filler fluff. That is this movie. <laughs> so well, for yeah, me, it's just, nothing wrong with that. If you like yeah. it, you like it, right? Like if that's what you're thinking. But I, I will warn people, like if no one has watched a Hallmark Christmas movie before and they went in like, 
like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. Like, it's not a, a quote unquote good movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of like writing, acting, directing, it's not quote unquote good, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that that's, that's fair. I was just, I was surprised for you to, to give it a stream at when, when hearing you, you kind of talk about it now sounds more like a, yeah, skip it or airplane it. But if it's even, you know, a little bit better than you'd expect from that type of movie, then I think that can always make elevate the rating a little bit. I'll say it this way. All of those movies are kind of airplane movies. Mm. You know what I mean? Like put them on in the background, go do something. Um, It's just the, the nature of the genre of these movies but (laughs) i enjoyed watching it i had a nice time um and if you like these type of movies it's better than your average hallmark movie so that's why it's a stream it there you go there you go yeah if 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 it's your thing then yeah you're you're gonna like it and sometimes it's okay sometimes people don't uh don't like those types of movies and then you're probably not gonna no matter how good it is you're probably not gonna like it if if you don't like that type of um, okay, so before we get, let's leave the movies that we that we've both seen some of or tried to see, or tried to see, <laughs> and uh, let me let me talk a little bit about Spider Man here. I'll take a few minutes and talk about Spider Man No Way Home. Um, box office record smashing Spider Man. Um, I don't know if you'd heard Is about that, any of that Taylor. Yeah, so it um, it was it was wild. It now has grossed $1.5 billion worldwide, and it's opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada was like $260 million, which certainly like destroyed like any pandemic that's back to like original. But in terms of he was like in the top five openings all time of like Marvel and Disney movies, which is pretty much every, any movie. It was in the kind of the top five for that, but now it's gross at 1.5 billion. Like only, what was it? Only like 15 or something movies have ever made over a billion dollars or something like that. So it's like, it's continuing to climb because it's going to be in theaters definitely for the rest of this month, but $1.5 billion worldwide so far. I guess it's one of those movies that, um, like really cuts across demographics. Like if you like Marvel, you're going to go see this. Mm -hmm. If you have like younger kids, you'd go see it. Like, you know, your Mm -hmm. kids aren't necessarily into Marvel, but they're into superheroes. But Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man has always been that. You're, you're exactly right. Spider-Man, I think cuts across. If you don't know anything about Marvel and you go see a Spider-Man movie, you're going to be like still into it. It's going to be great. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Like, and this one particular, I think was highly anticipated. And I think the pandemic helped it a lot. Like a lot of people have been stuck at home. A lot of people haven't had a lot to do. And some of the movies for families haven't been that great. Like even you hear from people, like people were kind of disappointed with Jungle Cruise, like the, you know, obviously Clifford the Big Red Dog's a disaster. <laughs> so I think that the quality of it also lends it to the rewatchability as well. Like if people really enjoy themselves, if they think it's a really great movie, if there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in there, you can go back again and again and again, and that helps bump those numbers up. So yeah, Spider-Man was doing amazing at the box office. Um, and in terms of the movie, like I, everyone knows I'm a superhero fan. Everyone knows I'm a Marvel fan. 
but I'm also, I think I'm very critical of them when they, when it's bad. Um, this was a fantastic movie. This was one of this, oh. like jumped right into it's like, one of those things where it deserved the billion dollar a hundred and ten percent and i'll explain a couple reasons why it's not just like it was a great superhero movie i'll explain a few things in a minute but to me in terms of like my overall marvel list like this one's right in there like it it jumped into my top five all time of all the all marvel movies definitely top five superhero movies of all time like it's that good of a movie and one of the me- things I mean around that is it's not just a superhero movie. Every decision they made was not about nostalgia, was not about, hey, remember this, remember this from your childhood, remember this. Every time they brought in something familiar, it was for a very important plot reason, had an emotional arc, strong character development that all contributed to make this movie like, just so emotionally impactful and i am so happy i snuck this movie in just before movies closed like i'm so happy just You're so a glad you got to see it in person oh, or in theaters because my theater was as full as you're allowed to be like even then with like restrictions like as full as they, they could let it be and the audience reaction I, so only four times in my adult life have I been in a theater where there had been a group reaction to something? And I'm not just talking about laughter, like that happens all the time, but a group shock or applause or yeah, something like that. So it's only happened to me four times. This Spider-Man movie is one of them, two of the Star Wars movies and a movie that came out in 2005 called Serenity, which after the hit TV show Firefly that only happened for one season it had a movie that came out. It's a Joss Whedon. Uh, I am show. familiar I with. Okay. okay, I didn't know if you'd seen Firefly. <laughs> I haven't, but I'm familiar. Okay, from so Firefly only lasted one season, 12, 14 episodes or something. And then it had a movie that came out a couple of years later. And I saw the movie twice, once with almost an empty theater. And the second time I saw it, it was almost full. And it just happened to be every Firefly planet fan in Kingston came to see the movie and something happens in the movie in this one moment where everyone shocked and yelled at the same time so that was like my first ever communal movie experience like reacting to something and it happened in the two two uh two of the the Star Wars movies and it happened in this Spider-Man movie and I'm so glad because that to me enhances the movie going experience to be around other people and it's why like sporting events are so popular and communal things are like it's the excitement of others enhances your experience of it as well. So I'm so glad I saw it before and, I, and I'm going to revisit it once I can on streaming or Disney Plus or wherever. But it's it if you don't even if you're just a, a you know, kind of a teetering fan when it comes to, to superhero movies, ah, I go see them here and there or, or maybe you get dragged from friends. You don't mind them, but it's not like you're necessarily your cup of tea but you you're still okay with them you you will love this movie it has everything you want Do you have to watch the other spider-man movies to because this is like the third tom holland one yeah this is third tom holland no i think if you have a general understanding then like he's spidey he's got spidey he's spider-man yeah he's got (laughs) spidey like if you know and they do a pretty good job of kind of re-explaining some of that as you go through i think like with all marvel movies the more you see the more you're going to get out of it 
But if you see nothing, you could still get something out of it. Right. But the more you invest, the more you get. Like that's kind of, it's basically exactly like reading a comic book. You can pick up any comic book and read it and enjoy it. But the more of them you read, the more you get into the story. And it's the same with these movies. I don't think you have to have seen any of the other Spider-Man movies to like really enjoy it. But I do think the more, there's certain moments of things that happen that you'll enjoy more because you came from a place of knowledge of, of that. Um, but overall, like I even think Taylor, if, if like you're an example of, I, not even the person I was describing, cause you don't really like superhero movies, but if you even went to it, I think you'd be like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Like, I, I watched fun. the ni- 1960s Batman comic, sorry, Spider-Man. This, do you remember the, it was on like, um, not YTV, but maybe like the cartoon network in like the two thousand early 2000s before oh, yeah. going to school so like first thing in the morning like eating eating my breakfast i would watch the spider-man animated series and i'm pretty sure it's I from remember. the 60s yes i think it was from the 60s or something like so that. yeah i could probably get into the so i think yeah i think you would if if you like spider-man at all it's it's like it's a perfect spider-man movie it's a see it 100 percent Pro- definitely the my favorite marvel movie of of 2021 and probably jumps up to number one as my favorite movie of the year it was incredible and pro- your favorite out of this like second phase or like third phase so far like i think shang chi i still really really liked so i'd say spider-man and shang chi are pretty close I, i'm gonna give spider-man a little bit more because because i've seen so much of of the other marvel stuff i got more out of it um but yeah, Shang-Chi is also up there. I'd say the two of them are a cut above everything else of this next phase of Marvel. Like, I think those two movies are, to me, the the best, the cream of the crop of, of the new phase. Yeah. Okay. There you so go. So there you go. That's, that's Spider-Man without any spoilers. I did it without spoiling anything. I was going to so spoil it. I was going to ask kind of a spoily question, but I won't. You can't. We, <laughs> the, if, if there wasn't a lockdown and we had just come into january normal i would have said yeah we'll spoil it because people have had a chance to right. see it but i i it's I really not fair not enough to... yeah not enough in our area have had a chance to see it yet it's not fair yeah all right let's talk about uh red notice <laughs> so you you, t- you review it and i'll just chime in my my few snippets i can give you because you actually watched it so so, Tell me what you thought of Red Notice. Because I so enjoyed the hitman's bodyguard's wife. I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was so much fun. When the preview of Red Notice came up on Netflix, I thought, oh, it's going to be like that. You know, that kind of action comedy. Going to be a little bit mad kick madcap like doesn't take itself too seriously so that's why i chose red notice it's not necessarily the most tailor of movies but because i liked ryan reynolds so much in that other movie i thought let's give this a try right like i don't even (laughs) it was not good mike (laughs) like it i think it took itself really seriously it was less um it was like, it was kind of like, um, yes, it was like an action adventure, but it was kind of more like a treasure hunt movie, but like 
not enough treasure hunting. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Well, you see, only saw the, the first forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but Go. I can't describe the first forty minutes to you, Taylor. Like, I, I was. I'm glad to hear you struggle with trying to explain this movie because one of the reasons why I just kind of lost lost interest and didn't revisit it was I, I couldn't describe this movie. Like, what was it? Like, kind of a treasure hunt movie, kind of an action movie, kind of a comedy, but kind of serious. Like, it didn't, Like it was all over the place. Ryan Reynolds really played it how Ryan Reynolds normally plays his roles. Kind of that, like, mischievous, very tongue-in-cheek, very, like, very comedic. And The Rock did not play his part that way. Did you find that in the first 40 minutes? Like, the Rock was like the straight man, which he doesn't normally play. Like normally, I felt the Rock that they were in two different movies. Yes, like <laughs> The Rock was like this very serious, like cop, and then yeah. like it was very much like a straight, almost like I don't want to go so far as to say like dramatic performance, but like it was kind of a dramatic performance, and there was like elements of character development that in an action comedy you don't need like i'm like i don't need the background story of this jewel thief later on in the story mike because you only watched the first 40 minutes i don't know if you got to the part where they're in the russian prison <laughs> yeah there's yes. a russian, so that's there's a russian prison where I got. Yeah. yeah i got to the russian prison so there's like a scene where like ryan reynolds is giving um the rocks character like his dramatic backstory and i'm like oh my gosh like why are they doing this it later comes into play like oh it does okay. it like in a very heavy-handed way but i'm like there are other ways you can do that kind of stuff in like an action comedy without it being so like heavy-handed i don't know like it just like tonally didn't make sense like i'll put it yeah, that way that yeah, that's about so about the part. I'll try to remember. I think the last thing I remember happening was they're at the prison. They're building a wall. They like build a wall at some point. Yeah, they're building a wall, and Gal Godot is like revealed to. I don't she's, know. She's at the. She's prison the bishop. She's reason. the nemesis. Yeah, she's the bishop. Yeah, and she's like there for some reason. And that's about that point. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I, I'm just not in the mood for this movie anymore. Yeah. So that's about where I. They were I kind of like. That too many moving pieces for like this kind of genre movie you know what i mean like you don't need this many things happening pick one pick yeah. a lane because then they also had like someone from um interpol like following them you know like do you remember her she's she follows them the whole movie no i don't even remember yeah. that at all there's like another so there's like too many moving pieces it's kind of a buddy comedy but not because rock isn't playing it like a buddy comedy yeah. but ryan reynolds that's, is that's kind of what i expect after the opening chase sequence i was sort of expecting it to be more of a reluctant buddy cop movie like the police officer has to team up with the person he put in jail for for trying to steal something to try to catch a bigger thief but then the movie decided that's not good enough. We need to do seven or eight other things. And then there was not. And then there was Nazi treasure. There was. See, that, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> is that the that's like, thing? That's that one of the big with? reveals. I don't oh, care okay. if I'm spoiling this because, guys, this is not a movie worth watching. Not, At not one good. point, <laughs> like you, 
Ryan Reynolds knows where the third egg is. Right, Mike? I don't know if you got that in the first 40 minutes. Yes. And so for like two thirds of the movie, he's like, oh, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. And then finally, he does tell you it has to do with the dramatic sob story he told in the first third of the movie. And it turns out the third golden egg is like Nazi treasure. (laughs) And like, so like, I think like, if if this was if they just committed to this being a um like a buddy like an odd man like an odd couple comedy but it's a treasure movie that would have made sense like okay nazi treasure that makes sense but they like kept it as like a big reveal but like for no reason so i don't <laughs> yeah, know it does sound like they didn't know what they wanted to they wanted be, to they do wanted a lot to be of something things. more than they were yeah yeah they're like let's make an original action comedy why but... not just keep it simple and like make a straightforward you know because that to me that's what i thought it was going to be and i think that would have been a better movie is just you know gal gadot is a is a mastermind thief and and the rock who just put ryan reynolds another thief in prison needs to needs to get him out of prison in order to try to track her down, like cut some sort of deal. They get teamed together. But I guess the movie decided like, no. And it gets even twistier at the end. I don't know if Wait, you Wait, that's not even it. all the twists? No. Yeah, I, go ahead. I'll ruin it. Play along. Give, it turns the out The Rock, who's playing this FBI agent, is actually in cahoots with Gal Gadot's character. And so they set it up. <laughs> that's like... So first they like reveal, okay, Nazi treasure. And then it's like the last part of the movie big reveal oh shocker you know gal gadot and um the rock they're actually in partnership he's not part of the fbi and then they set it up for like a sequel like okay now they're gonna go they're gonna go do a heist the three of them that doesn't make any sense no. <laughs> from anything i saw that the rock would be also in cahoots with oh okay yeah, movie just got dumber yeah it's <laughs> just it's just not a good movie <laughs> and it had like um a very i i could be wrong i think i saw one figure it was over 300 million dollar budget like is that normal that doesn't seem normal 300 million that's not normal it was a huge budget like a movie so a movie like so for example a movie like spider-man i think its budget was 240 million and so, that's a huge. I could be. Yeah, that's like a big budget movie. Yeah. When you start so talking about, be, yeah. um, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Yeah, okay. I think Red Notice two hundred million. Two hundred million. Okay. Yeah. That's that, still that crazy. Sense, yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, you have to think though. A lot of that might be going to the three big stars. Well, yeah, but still, like, because even in Spider Man, like, of the like, at least with that movie, like, there's not like a massive star. But I remember Robert Downey Jr. was making like something like twenty million a movie. I guess what <laughs> I'm trying, maybe more. I guess what I'm saying is, it's this huge budget, but it's a flop. Yeah, it's that's like that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Two hundred million, three hundred million. Who cares? It's a flop. It was not yeah. good. But Netflix is trying to do these like tentpole movies, right? Like they're trying to 
strategically make movies that like a, a studio would make so like you know a studio would put it put out this big budget action comedy but um unfortunately it was just really horrible yeah and yeah, so no, speaking of really horrible movies <laughs> don't look up i'm kidding oh, okay. i'm you're, kidding you're it's not I, as it wasn't as okay. bad as red notice no i thought i i i somewhat enjoyed it yeah for me don't look up like it's a uh, I'll, I'll say right now it's it's like a stream it like it wasn't the best movie of all time but i i enjoyed don't look up and again i think we'll get into some spoilers for don't look up like i think it makes sense red nose and don't look up they're available on netflix like you can see them all over the place but light spoilers we'll get into some stuff if you don't want to know anything about don't look up um but yeah don't look up is you know what's interesting about it is so it's an adam mckay movie so he did vice um and that movie about the um the housing collapse in the states um i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but uh, (laughs) but but they both like critically acclaimed movies for like taking kind of serious topics and throwing like a lot of comedy but also like crazy drama at it um don't look up is is really an interesting turn for one leonardo dicaprio playing a bit of a different role i think uh, for him but uh, it's it's him and jennifer lawrence they discover that a comet's gonna hit the earth and understandably no one believes them and the american government completely uh <laughs> denies everything and it doesn't go well for people um i there's one thing about this movie taylor i i don't know how you kind of felt about it and we'll get your thoughts but i just loved how ridiculous it was but probably how unfortunately accurate it was about how people would react to something like this and i thought that that was played very funny and things to do with that was like really interesting i do think it was very american centric and very believable but also at the same time i'm like classic americans thinking that they alone (laughs) like other governments would have been involved (laughs) i guess that's what i'm trying to say and some of, some of the other governments did eventually Try, get involved, yeah. and like they had like a small subplot of like the Chinese, Russian, yeah. and like a couple other groups like were trying to launch something. But like I think what the reason why I accepted that was because NASA and the states are the best space agency in terms of level of technology. Uh, and Russia you- and China have decent space agencies, but like NASA's is really like the cream of the crop. And it's supposed to be like. Um- a commentary on the climate crisis and it's true like global governments can't cooperate to tackle no. the crisis so like well same with sense, covid yeah like, i thought it was a I thought it's a, it's a covid19 uh parody too yeah. because like everyone split right down the middle and the the name don't look up again i thought that was very clever came from this whole movement politically to don't look up in the sky don't look at this thing. People want you to think there's there's a meteor coming to Earth, but there actually isn't. And even when you see it, like it didn't change everyone's minds. It did for some people, but didn't others. And like this like reluctance to admit that there's actually a problem is really funny. And it is American-centric, but I think it shows you how messed up things are now. Because Taylor, I believed everything in this movie. Oh yeah, I like went, yeah, I um this would happen. <laughs> I'll say it. I am so glad we live in Canada. <laughs> Some yeah, of our yeah. listeners may not agree, but I am so glad we live in Canada. Some of my problems with the movie, they made some choices that I didn't quite 
get on board with. Like there was some like weird like editing and like splicing in things that there were. I don't yes, think they I needed. Um, yeah. It had a long runtime. I think two hours. Um, I don't think it needed to be two hours. Um, they did that thing where they sometimes introduce style conventions and then didn't do it the rest of the movie. Like at the very Agreed. opening of the yeah. movie, they she says something like, "Oh, the you know the the space force or whatever." And then and then there's like a correction on space. Someone I think a character says, "Is that a real thing?" And then the or am I conflate? Does this happen in the movie or is this? Yes. And then yes. words pop up and, and, and then says, words, yes, it's and a then, real yes, thing. Yes, this is yeah. a real thing. And then they popped up and said, here's the logo. Why I wasn't, why I had to correct myself, Mike, is I just watched two episodes of Space Force with Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. Which has like a yeah. very similar, <laughs> similar um, style. But anyways, and so I thought, oh, when they did that, I thought, I'm going to love this movie. And then they didn't do that the rest of the movie. Yeah, like you uh, know, my, like honestly, those in, are my knocks against the movie. Yeah. Like they didn't splice 100%. in explanations. Like there could have been other times where they could have like freeze frame and then like brought something up on screen. They didn't do that. Um, I hate that. Um, if you're gonna do it, just commit. Do it the whole way through. Instead, you're Agreed. giving us like yeah. random splices of people like looking at their phones. Like we get but it. But that's what it seems. It seems random and without thought, and as if you came up with a convention and then just decided to abandon it yeah. halfway through. Like, to me, seems very amateurish. Like, that's not... I don't think you should do that. And, th- like, all the knocks I have against the movie are exactly the ones you're naming. Like, to me, that's why it's not a see it. Like, it, to me, it, it bumps it down to a stream it because it just did all those annoying things that I don't like in movies either. I think the problem with Netflix is they're attracting um, a lot of big names now, like household names. And I think one of the ways they're attracting these directors, don't quote me on this, I could be wrong, but I get the sense that they attract these major names by giving them like carte blanche. Like they cut them a check, say, do whatever you want. And the problem is there's like no editing. There's no one to tell the people, actually, you know, maybe don't do that. (laughs) Or, you know, there's no like, there's no, yeah, there's no, um, like real fine to editing. I'm going to try to talk fast because we're at the end of the episode. There's a couple, yeah, there's other things. Yeah. My other biggest <laughs> complaint is I think it was miscast with yeah. um, Meryl Streep should have been played by Tilda Swinton. And, oh, that would have been good. <laughs> and the like kind of like the Steve Jobs slash um, Elon Musk character, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. should have been Crispin, Crispin Glover. Yeah, like I, I did not think that uh, Mark Rylance really worked. I think, in that role. I think if you're gonna commit, like he's creepy, pick a, you know, Crispin Glover, commit. It's a satire. It's supposed to be a caricature. So why did you pick kind of this nondescript guy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. um. So overall, for me, it's a stream it. I think it's one of those movies that you should see because I think it's gonna be in the public discourse for a while. Um, I think a lot of people are talking about this movie. So at the very least, you should probably see it so you can have an informed opinion on it. Um, And there's enough to keep you entertained. But yeah, it's it's by far not a perfect movie. No, but I will. Um, I love Leonardo in this movie. Yes, I think I think he did a great performance, playing a bit out of character for him, which was awesome to see. We got to end it there, though. Um, We're at the end of this episode, but we're back which is awesome. And uh, we're going to, we're going to keep things rolling with who knows what next week, but Hey, we're, we're here. We're going to keep you entertained. Let's try to distract ourselves with some great movies throughout the winter. Go stream some movies. 
Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.